everyone, this is Catching Up With The Nerds with your host Tom and today's guest, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> Catching Up With The Nerds is a lovely podcast about nerdy stuff run by two dads. Well, just one dad today because it's just me as JC is away for business. Um, so yes, a new, well not new, but a familiar face is in with us today. Like I said, Sarah, who is the, the um, what should I call you, the director of, of, of anime here at the Catching Up With The Nerds podcast. <laughs> yes i direct all anime that's how it works you have one person in charge of a whole medium congratulations that's you, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is sarah and i'm tom uh, let you uh, introduce yourself right now go for it we're introducing the co-host before the actual host bold yeah. move <laughs> hi i'm sarah rawlings um i was previously on this podcast for the free part of anime that we discussed anime how we got into it yep. and what we recommended um i am a mother of one nearly two-year-old which is frightening to say out loud Already. um happily yeah he turns two next week yes Jeez. Yep. yep um been happily married um for nearly eight years um thank you again for having me back it's a pleasure as always um and my name is tom and I've been married for about well, yeah, 13, 13 years now uh, to my lovely wife. I've, we've got two kids, one who is turning 12 in the summer already, 12, I imagine, uh, and whose name Emily, and the youngest one who is just turned four uh, two weeks ago, um, named Louis, is, uh, is a very interesting kid, very energetic, and uh, takes his time to fall asleep, like today. Um, <laughs> here, 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 here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sarah's into anime, and I'm massively into video games and uh, yeah, comics also, and uh, anything Marvel related or DC related. Um, you're not, I'm not just anime, you know. You know. No, this. no. You're more than anime. You're more than anime. You're also. But yeah, but we talk too. about video games every time, all the time. <laughs> a lot. Uh, and for those who don't know, Sarah and I work together at a big company. Uh, we will stay quiet. No, we can say the name. We've, we we work together at Sony, and uh, we've known each other for a bunch of years now. At least, must be five. Yeah, we've both been in the company for five years. Yeah, now. five years. Five years. So um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Right. Anyway, Sarah, what are we here for today? I think we're here for something quite cool, which is Women's History Month. And uh, I thought mm -hmm. we should do a little episode about um, strong women character or cool women character. I don't know how we define that. I think we had a little chat before we started recording but um, into what it means. But um, what, what's your take on, how should we say, strong, yeah, strong women leads in either movie, video games, animes um, comics whatever in the entertainment yeah the, the trope the strong female yeah. character with capital s capital f and capital c <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah so and the strong female character i'm sure a lot of people who follow nerd culture will be very aware of this trope it was kind of an um rose prominence in the 80s and 90s as an answer um the opposite of a dance on distress yeah. especially rose prominence in the 90s with the rise of girl power and um feminism so it's supposed to be the answer of for most most women characters in the past and like you know early stages of tv and film were very much just the wives the girlfriends the victims etc but in the, the in the nascent 90s they start to become more female leads especially with action movies horror films uh, fantasy they will basically become much more three-dimensional um the strong female character trope can be um seem more controversial these days um because what happens is when you they try to make there's quite a few people in the past who've made strong female characters that are basically physically strong really powerful to the point of ridiculousness that they have no weaknesses they're absolutely perfect um no flaws whatsoever which you know is an argument that is not really relatable and also yeah. it means that women can only be victims or absolutely perfect and absolutely nothing in between so but obviously in the late especially with the golden um, age of television for the last five years or so we've had a, a wealth of different characters and also in obviously video games and stuff like that where women are allowed to be pretty much anything they want and have so many different layers and be compelling characters whether they're um, villains or and protagonists yeah. so strong female characters are pretty much what you think they are they're women who are strong but they are and, and from us we talk about ones that we found it inspirational for a very wrong two reasons across different mediums mm. yeah so the, it's interesting you said that because when, when you said um you know that you, you've got a lot of um overpowered uh, characters now in, in 
in movies or video games, I instantly thought about um, Captain Marvel. <laughs> so I was like, she's uh, she's on my list of of um, characters that I really love. Um, women characters, strong characters, um, for very simple reasons. Because I, I think Emily, my daughter, really likes her and looks up to her. So I think it's quite it's quite interesting. But my, the reason why I like her is, is because she's overpowered. <laughs> so it's quite, it's, it's quite a, uh, um, There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you have male no. power fantasies, you have female power, uh, female power fantasies. But I think yeah. the, the argument back in the, the early, like I said, the 80s and 90s was that it felt like either the women were the helpless victim that must be saved yeah. by the man, or they were super strong women who don't need no man. It was like, but you've got so much gap in between. Whereas yeah. men, it felt like, could be anything you wanted and look like any way you wanted, where women could only be curvaceous and sexy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, if you're watching, you're watching me looking really silly, but what, people who are listening audibly, are, 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 I'm moving my body in a weird way. <laughs> I'm trying to physically represent. <laughs> but uh, yes, so yes. So, but nowadays we've got so many different female characters that are in, inspirational, um, that really bring out different facets of our characters that we can really relate to as well as you know fantasize about that um you know like how i wish i was mm-hmm. this person i was as strong as this person or i had these powers you know i mean i i love um as you you guys recently co- uh, covered wandavision i loved how her the, her outfit and i loved her seeing her powers and it's like i wish i could do that I wish why don't my eyes glow like that why tom why <laughs> well it's and it's funny you mentioned wandavision because wanda is, is one of those characters that um she's again overpowered she's got she's one of allegedly one of the strongest characters in the entire universe but she's very you know i'm, I'm imagine I'm, pic- I'm trying to picture sometimes if you if she was if she would have been done in the 80s you know if, if that character would have been on tv in the 80s how maybe unidimensional she would have been and there that if if you look at the way she's portrayed in in in, in the universe right now she's very complex well not complex she's going through a whole bunch of emotions and those are um clearly shown in detail on screen it's quite interesting that you know it's like uh, mental trauma and m- mental health issues that she has and yet she's overpowerful in terms of her her skills mm. and powers it's quite it's I, f- I find it really good that we we got we got to see this you know it's not just mm. the, that super character that just comes in and destroy half the universe and just gets on with the next mission it's it's like well her actions have consequences and yeah. those consequences can have um can take their toll on on her as a person so it's quite I thought that was always a very good um, portrayal. Yeah, the the portrayal of her grief is supernatural, but how she feels mm-hmm. losing her husband and you know losing herself in a fantasy and in, in that grief is very human, and that's why yeah. the show was so compelling because it's a st- story we can all either been through or can relate to. And that's it's like you can you can relate, yeah, you can relate on so many levels. Yet there's still mm-hmm. that extraordinary um, outcome to it, you know. It's, I mean, especially it, nowadays when we're stuck at home and we're lost in, we're getting lost in television worlds just because we yeah. want to escape the kind of horrible world we're currently in at the moment. So again, the fact into a fantasy world again is very relatable. So yeah, indeed. Yeah, um, I was going to say I, know, I had somebody else, but um, I think I think so. The the the, um, the aim of this episode is again going for um, a bunch of recommendations uh, of who we thought were badass characters. Um, and, you know, we, we, we got a little bit of everything in there. And I think your, your list looked promising. And uh, there's a couple of, the, of ladies on there that I was like, ah, yeah, I, I had them. I agree with those. So um, we'll, we'll go for a bunch of recommendations. We'll try, we're trying to go for three each, maybe a, maybe a few more. We'll see how we go. Um, recommendations of badass strong awesome inspiring um what else <laughs> what other words um you know epic amazing epic epic amazing female <laughs> leading characters um and again being that in video games movies comics animes so with that said uh why don't you get us started i think uh, your first one is video game related right yeah um as i said earlier um yeah i've been basically into video games since i was like three years old as soon as i can remember so i've loved video games so there's been a, a wealth of wonderful female characters um in video game history especially the final fantasy series which is yes. what i'm gonna talk about today do you play final fantasy tom i can't remember now uh, so i've played i've played seven 
it's pretty much the only Final Fantasy that I've ever played. But it's weird things like the game in itself. I'm not really massively into it, but I actually like the artwork. I like the design mm. of it. Yeah, uh, and it, I always thought the characters look cool. That's so that's yeah. the one thing we got for it. But I never fully got into the the whole universe. But I know it's it's one of those classics. So mm. <laughs> it's it's what a big it's a big name. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that's so Final Fantasy VII, um, that's Aerith and Tifa, um, and of course Yuffie. Um, there's every single series has got a wealth of female characters. I've always been very good at having diversity in there. Um, so I'm a lot of people listening probably gonna expect me to reference one of those, but actually one of those, I'm gonna reference a character that's not always referenced, but I've always loved this character. And I'm gonna talk about Lulu from Final Fantasy mm -hmm. X. So Final Fantasy X was the first Final Fantasy to be released on the PlayStation 2. Yep. And I remember going into Blockbuster, nostalgia trip. God, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to the Blockbuster and seeing like the games to like higher for the weekend and seeing a, a cover of Final Fantasy X. Mm. And in, and I remember one co co copy had like an insert of a sort of official artwork inside in the middle. And it was of this character I'm talking about, Lulu. Um, she's the black mage in this universe. So a woman, um, a sorceress who can cast black magic, so fire, water, yeah. ice, etc. Um, she's kind of standing there in a big redefined pose with her amazing iconic dress, got a hand out like protecting the main heroine, which was Yuna. And I just remember seeing that um, image and just being like in complete awe of her. And I love the character playing it when I was a kid. Um, and then when I replayed it a couple of years ago, I ended up not only love, still loving, because sometimes when you replay stuff when you're older, sometimes you what you love them for either it's not there anymore, or you just kind of see it. Like sure. Maybe yeah. it was what you liked before. It's not the same as what you like now. But I ended up liking her more than I did. I was a bit worried that I would just, I just loved her for a gothic outfit because it isn't. If you Google Lulu Final Fantasy yeah, 7, you gothic, can see yeah. she's yeah, like massive corset, fur at the top, and then like a skirt just covered in belts. It's amazing. Impossible to cosplay, but amazing. Um, that's but a, you know what? That's thought... exactly that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like I, I was literally <laughs> thinking about. It. I've never seen anyone dressed like that at Comic Con. Um, well, I've and, seen a couple online, and they yeah. you have to make it yourself, otherwise it just looks naff. Because I've seen <laughs> some on eBay, and they look terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which one okay, never cosplays like? Because I can't make outfits like that. But um, mm. yeah, I I loved her as a, a young girl because of um, her outfit. But one of the things I really liked about her was she's she's so she's a black mage in the game. She casts really powerful magic. Um, she looks intimidating, and she's and she has a power. Her main weapon is a doll, which sounds a bit yep. lame, but she actually controls the doll with magic, and she makes it kind of crawl across the ground and hit enemies in the face. It's great. Um, and so she learns the most powerful spells in the game. That's what makes her the strong. But one of the things I really liked about what I discovered when I replayed it recently was in the main game, you've got the main character, Titus, who's someone who's not from this world and suddenly just thrown into this world and doesn't know any of the rules or any of the religions. And they're very, they've, got a, they've got a big bad named Sin who comes around like once every 10 years or so kills everything and then what they summoners in this world have to do is go on a pilgrimage and stop sin but at the cost of their life and this mm. is what their whole world religion set on and lulu is one of the summoners sort of guardians to get her to a final destination to kill sin and this world is very um heavy on um religion like you don't question the religion but and that's kind of what's a challenge in the game like titus discovers that this is actually not what it seems to be and what I loved about Lulu is that unlike the other characters, whenever Titus says, what does this mean? And why do you guys do that? All the characters are like, why are you questioning this? And at first Lulu is a bit like this, but then you, but then she kind of like just, she has a compassion to her. She comes off as a bit cold and aloof, but she's actually got quite a lot of compassion and she's got the capacity to listen. So later on, she just kind of tells Titus what's going on and is understanding the fact that he's not sure what's going on. And later on, when her world and her faith is challenged, she listens and, and absorbs information rather than lashes out like some of the other characters yeah. do. And that's what I like about her so much, that she seems cold and out of badness on the outside, but she does have that soft um, side in the inside and she learns and grows slowly over the course of the game. And she accepts that not everything she, she's learned is correct, yeah. but she does you know i think there's that kind of thing of listening to other people is a really nice trait to have especially in these days where political climate is very hostile it's like you can't talk about anything 
or discuss anything in front of anyone was I think listening and understanding other people was a really nice trait to have especially in a, in a world full of evil as this one and that this one is so and the one we're living yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah I as much as I, I love the other women in, in Final Fantasy series but Lulu's the one that I've always really held close to my heart to this day mm that's that's really cool actually again that's it's not it's not the one of the character i know the most about so um um she she does um i don't know she she looks slightly different from 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 the rest of the characters in final fantasy like uh, somebody who's got like dresses a god um yeah teddy bear (laughs) there's only like one other girl who's a like the goth outfit and that's in the sequel um her name's pain Mm -hmm. of course you know why Close if you're pain, grandma, yeah, why we yeah. have a name pain i do i for record sure. i really like pain as well um yeah so she's kind of really stands out from the crowd in terms of outfit but as, again it's like the most amazing outfit you can't really compare it's an, it's an iconic dress <laughs> so yeah i think i think it's inspired by a lot of more of our world gothic romantic um, romantic goth sort of scene um but yes yeah, so i think she, she does stand out from the crowd in terms of thing um but yeah <laughs> is she is she is she just in Final Fantasy X, or is she coming back throughout the the entire the rest of the series? No, no. So each Final Fantasy is its own separate story. It's a sense of it. Oh, really? Yeah. See, so, that's so, how you bad I am with so that's one of the great things about Final Fantasy. You can pick any number entry and just jump in. If you don't like it, you yeah. can try another one. As long so for example, ten and ten two are obviously ten two is a sequel to ten, but eleven is yep. not a sequel to ten, and twelve is not a sequel to eleven, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They tend to have similar themes across the series, but they're not always exactly the same. Dude, I just feel ashamed now. Final Fantasy is one of those those classics, and I, I didn't even know the the basic <laughs> the fact that they all different. <laughs> I was convinced they're part of the same universe as like one continuous story. Jeez, <laughs> I need to change podcasts. I'm gonna stick to all them. <laughs> something else. So now you know, and now it's half the battle. <laughs> Dude, that's what we're here for. We're learning. We're learning. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. We we're learning. We're learning. We're teaching kids also to learn about. And, and now you know now if you and if you want to give final fantasy 7 a try it's on playstation network the original and you also got the remake the remaster so, right or, yeah yeah remaster or you could try another final fantasy most of the final fantasies are available on current generations because they're so beloved they've they've luckily they've been re-released quite a few times now so do you know if do you know if lulu is one of the the, the most well i was gonna say beloved and one look look looked up to in terms of, of characters do you think she's super well, whenever um, like, I will say, whenever the Twitter accounts for like Final Fantasy and all that, they tend to obviously use like from Final Fantasy Ten, it tends to be Yuna or Riku because they appear. They also appeared as main characters in the sequel or in other entries. They focus yeah. on um, Aerith, um, Tifa, etc. Lula's not always referenced as much, and that's probably why I felt compelled to kind of you know prop her up a little bit more because everyone could talk about Aerith, everyone could talk about Yuna, everyone can talk about Garnet from Final Fantasy Nine. I want to talk about Lulu. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. It's 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 always uh, it's it's one thing like when you, when you identify with someone and you look up to someone, it's always it, I, I'm th- that way also. That that was kind of not looking at the, the obvious is not the word I'm looking for, but like the, one of the primary characters, maybe you know, one of the the leading characters. Like even though we said this this is about leading characters and stuff, but sometimes it's it's awesome to have your own little thing that maybe you you think not many not everyone. Hmm follows and 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 looks up to um yeah the, definitely that one it's it's you got you got me this i discovered something on that one because it's not um again final fantasy is not my my really my thing but um all right cool in the spirit of time let's move on noted lulu final fantasy 10 go get it if you want to get into one would you say would you say it's the best final fantasy my last question about final fantasy is there, is there such a thing as a, as the best one is very okay so this is a very contentious question. So exactly. <laughs> if you ask me what the best Final Fantasy is, uh-huh. I would say six is the best one. Okay. But in terms of my favorite and in terms of what I think is probably the best one to start with, they're the same and it's 10. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. You got it. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, all right, my turn then. Uh, first recommendation for awesome character. So this is a bit of a weird one. So you've seen it from my list. I've, I've, um, I'm going to spit it out now, but I've put Ellie from the Last of Us series. Um, and that one's really weird, right? And I don't know if you agree with me, because um, let, let me just quickly t- talk about who who Ellie is. And I'm just going to go with a blurb that was, that was on the, 
uh, unshamingly copied and pasted from a website. <laughs> so in part one, um, Ellie is a 14-year-old girl who grew up in the very, very disgusting world, post-apocalyptic world. I can't say apocalyptic. No, I just said it. Um, well, she's an orphan and she's raised in, is, um, in the school and she's, you know, she's used to all this um, uh, horribleness that is outside, this, this militarized world that has been over, um, overrun by zombies, you know, after a out, um, world, world, out, worldwide outbreak. Sounds familiar, this sort of story, but, you know, it's been redone as done well. Um, so the, the the cool thing with her and uh, that she's got those um, personality traits that sort of identified with at the time was like you know she's being she's naive but she's also curious and she's very clever like me um, and she's also very wise. Um, she's so also that helps French. Her. Yeah, she's also French. She's not, she's not French know, like Annie. you. She's not, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know she's French descendant, so she's. Uh, <laughs> That's why she's so cool. Um, so and yeah, she's she's very clever. She's very wise, so she knows how to take care of herself and people. No, no, I was gonna say others, but there's nobody to take care of, uh, and you don't want to. You know, usually, people are a bit dodgy in the post-apocalyptic world. Uh, and she, yeah, she loves comics. She loves um, music. She loves pop culture. She likes everything that. Um, and there's this funny sentence like it's, it's she likes everything that reminds her of a, a world that no longer exists. I'm like, oh god, that's cold. Um, so that's Ellie. In, in, I think in first part, in, in part one of The Last of Us, she's helped by Joel to uh, go from east to west, I think. Uh, east coast to west coast, I believe. Or is it west to east? I can never remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the two, she gets, she's got to travel to some somewhere across America uh, to help. Um, ah, damn, what's the name again? The, um, the faction she's, she's helping. Uh, Fireflies. That's the one. Um, helping f- fireflies yeah fireflies um to find a cure for the zombie uh, virus and uh, the cure is in her blood apparently because she's immune to any sort of spores and disgusting stuff that's floating out there um so stuff happened i'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's not played it and uh you know she die or doesn't die we don't know well she doesn't because she's in part two there you go there's my spoiler uh and in part two she's slightly <laughs> older uh and uh you can see her relationship evolve with um other people that she now lives with because she's part of this town that's got electricity running water food medical supplies and she's uh, now running around and being part of a, a squad that's going around to look for zombies and you know maybe clean up a little bit in case they they're just roaming around the town and you know make sure everything everyone and everything is safe and sound um and again not going to spoil anything for anyone who's not played the part two um but she's got a massive um story arc that evolves and you know uh pisses, pissed off a bunch of people i <laughs> think also uh part two did not just um ellie but joel and and what's her name abby um, so this is this is this is where I thought um, it's a bit weird because um, I loved Ellie in part one, absolutely loved her, and she's she's a playable character, but she's sort of following you around as you're playing Joel for most of the story. But then there's there's I think the second half or the, the last third of the game where you actually just play she, her. She's only she's only playable in one act, but she's more playable in DLC Left Behind. Isn't Left she? Behind, she's yes, absolutely. She does the entire game is just with her, uh, well, and her friend. Um, so the, I, I really loved her in the first in part one, and in part two, I loved her for most of it. But then the ending again, not trying to spoil, but um, you, you've played part two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, and, and I, so, th- I think uh, to, to avoid spoilers, it's the yeah. kind of person who makes a really bad decision and you really exactly. want to stop, you want to go up to them and say, no, Just don't. don't do this. Yeah. And it breaks your heart that they do it anyway. That's kind of the least spoiler way we can do it because exactly. it, this, yeah, it's the kind of person we've seen or like grow up and we obviously haven't there obviously there's a big gap that we've missed but we to them because we saved her in the first you know we we were journeyed with them in the first game we felt very attached to them so when it's basically watching someone we know and love making bad decisions and you just want to hold them close exactly. to them please please don't do this we love you <laughs> so let, let, let me rephrase that it's not that I don't like her in part two it's just like her decision pissed me off and because we've we've we've, pay, we've played as her in part one and in most of part two to start with and she becomes this person that you almost know because she's so relatable 
it's it almost hurts because you have no influence on that decision she makes at the end and you're like no like i'll be you like or you be me you know what i mean like i'll, I'll be like mm. no stop the game now we don't need this <laughs> you don't need to do what you have to you have to do yeah just end, end at the happy point and then that's it exactly. nothing ever happens happy yeah. place happy place yeah um but i mean I've, so i've put earlier on my list that i've recommended like recommend, recommended um characters i could have put abby as well uh, because of the stir she caused uh, uh, and I love that she caused that stir um, <laughs> and again if, if you don't know what I'm talking about feel free to go on Twitter and just look at Abby um, you know last uh, or, or, or alternatively don't <laughs> Oh, don't, don't. Otherwise, you, you, don't, you'll, just you'll, punch, don't. you'll punch your screen. Just, just, just play the game, and then if you feel the need, do it. But don't, don't do it before yeah. playing the game. Don't let it color your perceptions because exactly. the spoilers leaked before the game, and everyone had like a massive. Because reading a story synopsis and actually experiencing it are two different things. So everyone was angry at the yeah. story synopsis, and then when you actually go and play it, it go actually it makes more sense in context. But if you yeah. just read any movie synopsis, it's gonna look a bit rubbish. <laughs> and but yeah, so and both both characters to me were really strong, really awesome and powerful and, and really um uh, relatable i mean even though I'm, I'm you know spoilers i'm not a woman but i really thought they were they they were really good in what they bring into the story and uh, uh, you know it's, it's it's so and again i'm pre- going back to abby was like the, the the perception that people had of her and, and including myself from before i started the game was like, oh she's this you know like super big strong powerful woman but like as you play her and you go through the years with her she's just as um you know as vulnerable and 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 passionate and you know and just like she's she's going through a bunch of stuff and that makes her who she is and and her character i thought was brilliant it's probably funny enough it's not a popular opinion but it's like i'm one of those that actually enjoy playing as abby a a lot more than ellie in part two but the, the 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 big thing to take away is that one of the biggest video game in the last few years the two biggest characters in there are women and mm. i thought that was a pretty pretty um pretty cool stuff like they, as well again i don't know how spoilery that is to say that joel got you know no this, s- s- sent away somewhere on holiday <laughs> <laughs> dispatched somewhere um you know you, you end up playing with with um, Ellie and Abby and, and and both of them bring different things and even even at, in terms of gameplay they they have different elements uh, like uh, um, Ellie is a lot more um, you know I was gonna say nimble but like she, she she's a lot lighter on her feet and she goes she moves faster and she's she you know she'll take more for bow. her to kill someone yeah she's got a bow um, it'll, it'll take more from her to kill someone whereas Abby is just straight raw power um and and like you, you see it when you move around it's like it's a lot this she's i was gonna say heavy footed but it's like yeah it's it's who she is like she's she's not as subtle and will not hide in, in the same places and attack people from behind no she would just go straight in there and smacks you know mm-hmm. i thought that was badass i thought that was freaking awesome <laughs> you know they have both <laughs> um sort of physics um in involved in the game i thought that was pretty awesome interesting mm. to see it and to, to say that look you've got two different women and you can play two different ways and it's i thought that was pretty interesting so usually again like in video especially in video games like when you when you have female characters it's like well it's either the princess you know mario you gotta say the princess that is like the you know um everything's pink and <laughs> fluffy and it's just like okay fine um but then you've got, you get those characters that are, you know greedy and um, that have that 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 again that raw power to them um, and extremely clever also and then, you know they they get stuff done so there you go that's 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 mine for me the play play the last of us everyone just play last of us the three of them uh, there's not just two it's part one and two there's uh what's the one in the middle the dlc again you said it earlier it's, it's left behind so it's part of, um episode one but they're making a tv um series yes. out of it and they've already cast the the two leads joe and ellie and i'm really looking forward to it when they originally announced i think it was a couple of years ago they're gonna make it into a movie but i thought trying to cram the, the film into the whole game into a movie is going to be but now they're gonna make a tv series which allows the story to breathe i'm really really excited to see especially since it's got the guy who did um uh chernobyl and he was yes. a really good writer so i'm really yes. forward to, to seeing what he does with it but i think isn't this the tv story the tv series going to be before part one is that what it's supposed to be it's not going to be in i haven't heard two, that right? but you 
don't know, I, I was under the impression it was the first game because obviously the cold cast Joel and Ellie, mm. but we'll have to wait. Maybe they'll do flashbacks or we expand the story because there is room to see more of Joel before the whole world went to yeah. Zombieville. So, yeah, so it's very possibly. But hopefully they'll do... They've got one of the girls who played uh, one of the characters in Game of Thrones to do Ellie. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they bring that character to life because she is a very beloved character. There's a lot. There's a lot of room to take that story anywhere. Um, you know, you, you you could you could have it said between the two the two games. You can have it said before game part one, or obviously you can't do it after part two. But hey, um, again, it's 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 got a lot of potential to it. Uh, is there a date, a release date for that for the series? I don't even know if there's one. I don't think so. No, but with everything yeah. going on at the moment, who knows <laughs> whether they yeah. even start? I think they started casting like a month ago, so they probably haven't even started filming yet. But I don't know. <laughs> mm. We'll find out. Uh, all right, moving on, moving on, moving on. With which is your second pick, and I think that was also my pick, and now we can talk about it together. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my second pick, um, who often tops a lot of um, strong female character lists. Yes. Um, so it's probably not gonna. You know, probably not going to say anything new or groundbreaking in terms to this, but it's a character that I've loved ever since I was a little girl. Someone who I wanted to practically be um and i'm talking about um buffy summers from buffy the vampire slayer Uh, buffy the vampire slayer is a 90s tv show which was a mixture of teen horror and comedy um unique blend um the tv show was very um groundbreaking for its time um there was not many shows that kind of did that sort of serialized story um and and had that unique mix together and also to pull it off mm. extremely well with not just um like great characters great um wonderful arcs um what um, love like fantastic theming and like less like things um things going on the cinematography and everything like that and brilliant special effects um it lasted for seven seasons and sparky summers is a character that grows across the whole seven seasons um yeah obviously she um, so the story is that she's a vampire slayer is a chosen one to basically all the vampires all the evil of the world um so she's napped to when uh, there's actually such a from a long line of chosen ones so she's the latest one to have like supernatural strength speed um prophetic dreams um and semi-fast healing um so she cut so she, at first she kind of looks like your typical girl power i'm going to save the world kind of thing um at the very start story she's a bit more um i suppose you could say kind of like naive sort of cheerleader sort of girl because she was yeah. a cheerleader before she got her powers so she was kind of more bit airheaded and in her own sort of world Carefully, um but then carefree yes that's another word for it mm-hmm. uh, but then when she gets her powers she obviously has to learn to grow up very quickly and i've always loved about her is that even though it's uh, especially in the earlier season she wants to kind of like it seems to be that she just wants to live a normal life and not be the slayer but time and time again she constantly puts others before herself she saves the world multiple times and died twice for it spoilers obviously but i think it's it's a running gag that she died for it um and despite (laughs) losing you know the people she loves um there's a very there's a very heartbreaking episode and she's fine when she loses one of her members i won't say that just in case people haven't seen it um but she doesn't grow cold or you know stops loving people or anything like that she's still a very um cheerful person she's still um she she has a wicked sense of humor she's always there for her friends and family no matter what that goes through and even in season six when she okay this will be spoilers but like i said this very old (laughs) show she comes back from the dead (laughs) well she comes she comes back from the dead in season six she gets ripped out of heaven she comes out her friends to pull out a paradise to bring her back to basically keep the world safe again and she's of understandably she's detached she feels like she's missing something um she doesn't know how to put herself in, the, in the, this world anymore mm. but she still fights the good fight she still goes out there and defeats vampires she's still there for her friends and she's just a really amazing character but as you see her grow across the whole seven seasons you really feel like you know her and you want to be her or be best friends with her and i think that's why she's still the test i rewatched this recently because it was on channel four over in the uk and now it's on disney plus yeah. Um, but I rewatched the whole thing and it's still, I noticed a lot of, um, especially if it's um, created Joss Whedon, also been in the news recently for mm-hmm. obviously a lot of stuff, what's yeah. happened. Um, is, yeah. 
And I also know that you know some of some of some of um, the feminism and other stuff has not held up as well. Like there's no, rarely any black characters in the show, but I don't think what what it has achieved shouldn't take away from what it did achieve, which is a fantastic show with great characters and a wonderful layered feminist characters in it. Um, mm. I also loved Willow and a few other and um, other female characters that appeared in the yes. show. But Buffy is a character there, and Sarah Michelle Gillar. Um, you probably don't really know because she doesn't really act these days. But if you just go and watch Buffy and, and especially all the I can't the, like, all the episodes, you see how much of a fantastic actress she is and how she's able to go from comedy to tragedy to serious and supernatural yep. and how she just bounces back so quick. She's a brilliant actress. It's a shame she's not in more because you know she's amazing in the show. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm my, your turn, Tom. You you start talking about because you want to talk about this as well. I've like talked <laughs> quite a bit now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, uh, the the funny thing with with Buffy, right? Is it's um, when, when did he start? I think it was about 90, 96, 95, I think he, he first the first season. So it must have been around that that um, that year. Um, but I, I wasn't really into it. But like all the girls in my school were massively into it. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, but it was always back in of my, in my in my mind. I was like, one day I'll get into it. Um, and the funny thing is, so you know, back in '99, I was that um, I had a, a knee, sur- knee surgery and I was out of it. I was I was on my sofa slash you know going from my sofa to my bed the entire summer of '99. And uh, back in the day, that was on TV on French TV. Pretty much every evening there was an episode. And um, and Buffy really got me um, got me through that that shitty period of of being on the sofa and just being able to you know and being. Rely, relying on everyone else around you to ask for anything you know can i get a glass of water yeah or there you go you gotta bother someone for that um and and so you know you can you can become miserable after an operation and i was like you know buffy was there on tv to cheer me up and i really got Aww. into it massively into it so that's where um as a character she was massively important to me growing up um and yeah and she she she's again she's badass like she's kicking vamp- like monsters and vampires asses all day long <laughs> you know um and she's mm. again it's it's a great coming of age story as well um and i was you know it's always appreciated especially especially well how was i was i was 18 i just turned 18 when i was actually got into it and, and again you can so relate to that in, at that age um when you have somebody that mm. looks like she's the same age than you are and she's doing this kind of stuff obviously there's always the extraordinary story and settings around it but there's the the entire um universe around her that's it's very grounded you know it's like stuff you would go through like you go to school she goes to school and um she's got love heartbreaks and you know she Mm. um and but also yeah it's not only Buffy herself but the the crew around her was also very cool Mm. and, and funny it goes from um having extremely funny episodes and also very dark and very real um sad well um, gra- grounded in like yes, everyday grounded, issues yeah. yeah um and then the second thing i really love about buffy the vampire not only the character but i think it's got one of the best episodes um that tv series episode like one of the best thing i've ever watched which is the episode uh, i think it's season four episode something hush which is yeah. um, um season yes yeah, silent four. yeah season four which is like a mm-hmm. silent episode I, hang on let me just go yeah um season four episode 10 um which is almost entirely silent um there's no dialogues nothing no words it's just everything's music mm-hmm. um and you know Whimsical just to give music. you a context yeah. for the yeah. audience in case they weren't aware so joss whedon is known for his very particular mode of writing and speak called buffy speak is a trope on itself and yes. <laughs> he bit of one said that you know basically all you're really known is for how you write stuff so he decided to challenge himself and write an episode where basically no one talks yeah. and the reason for the episode is that a demon steals all their voices so basically yes. the whole like, and night said the episode people have to act with their faces and their hands and all writing things down and, and it's got a fantastic score to back it up and it's got one of the, the most um scariest um and it's scary designs as hell, the series yes. so yes. yeah it's really really good um but yeah season four has a lot of really really good standalone episodes as well i really love something blue is one of the my favorite funniest yeah. episodes oh, yes, of the yeah. season yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that's a great episode i mean it's so yeah, yeah so so yes yeah, so, yeah yeah so there's a lot of episodes across the series where they try something new and they just blow out the hit it out the park each time so yeah but yeah mm. buff, buff the vampire side definitely holds up and if you've got disney plus then there's absolutely no reason 
not to watch it really it's, it's all there so that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer that we should both love uh what's your second choice Tom all right second choice I'm going with the X-Files and especially the X-Files and um the, the her main lead character Dana Scully uh who was so awesome I cannot stop thinking about her even now to this day. Um, So for those who don't know what The X-File is, uh, it was a sci-fi drama uh, TV series that ran, I think, all the way throughout the 90s and early 2000s. I think it's about um, nine seasons of it. Um, And it follows those two guys, two uh, FBI special agents, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully, uh, and they investigate X-Files. What are X-Files, you ask? And what X-Files is everything that is involved with paranormal activities and phenomenons. Um, So you've got, on the one hand, Fox Mulder, who's this guy who's uh, it's been put sort of, you know, from the FBI agent that's been uh, led all the way to the basement because he's got these outlandish theories and uh, grand ideas of things going on, you know, like UFOs abducting, abducting people and the ghosts and uh, unexplained phenomenons. And, uh, you know, they will be, his, obviously his bosses went now. I don't know what you're talking about. Please go away. So they quietly moved into the basement as you do. Um, but then one day he's assigned um, another FBI agent who is also a doctor. Is she? Um, I think she's a. She, no, she's not a doctor. She's um. Oh, what's the word? She's a scientist. <laughs> I keep forgetting what she does. Um, and she's got to go in there and try to disprove um, discredit Fox Mulder basically. Um, but she ends up doing quite the opposite, and she she went from a. a unbeliever to an actual believer also we think by the end of it um so yeah and again so dana is just badass she goes in there and she's, she's kind of like me she's like she she only believes what she sees and what she witnesses and uh, as things progress throughout this the story she's confronted by a bunch of things she cannot explain she's trying to explain them scientifically but then uh, Mulder is always there to say, well, nah, actually, this is what happened. It's just a straight up UFO that flew over us. And she'd be like, no, nah, it's just a plane. Um, so it led to a bunch of uh, very um, either funny episode or highly dramatic episode. And obviously it went from uh, those two having a platonic um, friendship relationship to, you know, a romantic one by the end of it. Um X-Files went on to, I think this is a short 10 season, something like that, season 10 that was um, uh, brought by Fox a while ago. Um, and I believe there might have been an 11th. Um, again, was there, short wasn't season. there a movie or am I thinking? There's TV two movies, movie? I think. There's two, there's two feature movies. There's one that was like 97, 98 uh, called The X-Files, I think. What was it? Yeah, and then there's another one that could release, I think, about 10 years ago, uh, I think 28, uh, 20, 2008, 2009, around this. Um, what was it? Um, I want to believe, yeah, X-Files, I want to believe. That was the name of it. Um, yeah, the movies are all right. The movies are all right. It's just standalone movies. They're, they're just, just longer episodes. They don't really progress anything. But um, yeah, the, so it, it's a funny thing. It's like the, for, pretty much from a young age, I remember watching this and I was, was more drawn to scully than Mulder in the entire thing i think it's it's more of a uh, relatable thing i was like yeah she thinks the way i think uh but then she was again like a bit like um your first pick was it lulu was it, was it the name yeah um that you said you know she she wasn't scared of discussing things and having her mind change and having her faith rocked and you know um being able to to have a, 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 a maybe a bigger understanding and and having her opinion changed and i think it's the same thing with with scully there um, she can she was very well she's a very intelligent woman she's a very well-spoken woman she's somebody that's highly logical but she doesn't mind leaving you know open the door a little bit for something that is extra natural something that is out there um, if I want to steal um, steal the x-files the story hello husband <laughs> and uh, you know it's um <laughs> you get a shout out um so you know, for, for anyone, again, and the X-Files was the same, same thing, that um, the same reason why I, I love X-Files was the same thing I had with Buffy. And it was this, this again, during that time period where um, I was watching a lot of, of TV series and I was like, that's one of those that mixes um, two things and, and got me out of, um, you know, those teenage years, difficult teenage years. And you could you have the extraordinary stories of, of monsters and, and little green men 
flying around in, in flying saucers and you'd be like okay cool that, that's cool but then it had this this um or the character um, scully that would ground the entire thing into reality and that's something that i appreciate that's something that i really love that did you did you were you ever in the x-files is that something you were into i, I didn't know i wasn't really into it but um i've seen julian anderson and other things like i we just yes. recently watched the first season of american gods and I mean, you're, it's just, you just realise what a fantastic actress she is. So I think yeah. that probably what she brought, from I can imagine, brought a lot to the role as well. Um, but yeah, so she, yeah, so just, just from what I'm little I've seen about her, I can tell she's a very talented actress and she's still going very strong to this day. But I know X-Files is very beloved um, and and also like Buffy was very influential on TV shows at a time. Yes. Like, you know, it's an ongoing story. Um, and characters that can be multi-dimensional it's like you know you don't just have that kind of big scale story in movies you can have it in tv shows as well so the x-files and buffy kind of came out like a few years um apart and but were both very influential in tv that we get today so yeah i, th- I think they're still they're still very influential it's, it's they also, not to get too political about it but um uh, especially in the u.s and here had it, the x-files had the x-files had a big impact on 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 um, the generation that is now like us adults and parents where to the point where they, because of the X-Files, you're told not to, to trust your government and trust official sources. <laughs> and I think it's sort of transpired a little bit into society, especially the American society, maybe Western Europe too. But, um, you know, and, and I, 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 I watched a bunch of, um, of interviews of... Uh, that came out like they're, they're somehow more relevant today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's somehow more relevant today. But it's like I watched a bunch of interviews on, again on YouTube. I keep mentioning YouTube every episode, but um, it of, of people are like, yeah, well, I grew up on the X Files, and that's why I'm not trusting anyone. It was like t- taking taking as the X Files as this, as, like it wasn't a documentary, you guys. You know, it was a TV series. It's not something you're supposed to base your your whole interaction with others on. You know, it's uh, <laughs> just just chill. Um, but yeah, so you know. If if you want to watch um, X Files, I think you're like accused. You it should is it on Disney Plus now? It should have been brought by because it belonged to Fox, so that should be on, on oh, well, Star. Yeah. Wait, um, okay, okay, okay. Important question: Does yeah. that make Scully a Disney prisoners then? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. As it is, I just I just looked at it. Yes, yeah, it is on Disney Plus, so she's a Disney princess now. Good. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> just rocked my world. <laughs> mind blown cool (laughs) oh no 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 um right we press for time sarah enough of this nonsense what do you got what's your what's your final your third and final recommendation as a cool awesome character Oh, I will go for an anime uh, recommendation because obviously I am known as, as you record, the anime director. For the record, I'm not an anime director. I just write about anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the end, I I, I, realized, I talked a lot about a lot of the female characters that I really liked in the podcast I was in. I didn't want to end up repeating myself. So, But I re-watched a show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, recently, and I just had to talk about Rosa Diaz um, as mm-hmm. my third choice. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a cop show, but it's a comedy cop show. Um, And it's it's mostly centers on Jake Peralta, um, who's kind of like a detective. It's a group of detectives, but Jake Peralta is kind of more the voice where he's kind of a goof, doesn't always take things seriously, but it's his journey about taking things more seriously and learning. But around him, you've got a whole cast of characters. Um, And Rosa Diaz is also a detective. On the surface, she looks very much like a typical strong female character. She's a badass. She wears a leather jacket. She drives a motorcycle. Um, she has multiple weapons on her. She's very proud of that. She's a woman who owns an axe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, swords, knives, um, guns, and of course, gun because obviously she's a cop. Um, and she's very, very to the point, takes no crap. And basically, the whole department's scared of her because she's such a badass. She doesn't even tell anyone where she lives. She, The moment a character enters her apartment, the next episode, she says she's moving because she doesn't really want to know where she is. Um, but yeah so but part of her character growth across the series is um she's still very much about um it's now the seven seasons now she's still very much a badass but in the very beginning of the show as i said she's very um private person closed off doesn't let anyone in her her idea of her ideal friendship is basically sitting in a pub and drinking in complete silence (laughs) but in the later (laughs) seasons um she goes through quite a lot she starts to open up a little bit more about with her friends, um, letting them know where she lives, for example, um, and also not afraid to kind of like 
joke around with them. There are a couple of times where in the early season where she just won't mucking with some of the ridiculous things they get up to, but in the late season she does. And one of the reasons why I also wanted to highlight her, um, she's also um, bisexual. She comes out in the season five, um, about midway through season five. Mm -hmm. And unlike some, probably some other people who probably thought like other characters who come out as bisexual, gay, probably feels a bit shoehorned in. It makes sense for a character because like I said, she was very closed off in the early season. So her only starting to open up in season five yeah. makes sense. Um, and also the fact she talks about her dating life and allowing other people to know what she likes and being more comfortable with herself and also allows her to express her sex. Um, in, in, it talk about and express her own sexuality more um and speaking as someone who also came out as bisexual quite late in life <laughs> i found that quite aspirational as well um and she's also a woman of color and she's played by um the actress who's also bisexual so and if, if brooklyn Nine is actually really good for diversity both in people of color um the yeah. captains captain holt he's a he's openly gay black captain and i also i uh, he's probably my one of my favorite characters as well i love the fact that um he's oh again he's very kind of very straight um pencil pusher very always follows the rules kind of guy then as you see him grow he gets a bit more silly as the later seasons go on and it's great seeing him kind of like you know embrace his more like um it's a more silly side of his character so, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a great i highly recommend Brooklyn nine it's a very funny show and also very you know like i said very diverse but yeah, i think eight season eight is coming up next and that's gonna be the last season i think it's gonna end it on his own terms but yeah rosa diaz i think since is a great example of a badass character that seems to be untouchable, but really she does have a little like softer side and she does grow. Um, but yeah, so that's a, one of the reasons I picked her. She, she's really cool though. She, um, when I started watching um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I'm only in season, I must be like season two or three, something like that. Um, she was the one I was actually, funny enough, like drawn to. It's like, she, she was so, Every time she opened her mouth, she was just so dark. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. just like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, what I thought was really fun, like the actress herself, she's got a very high pitched voice, mm. and but her character Diaz is very low and yeah. like very blunt. So, and then sometimes when Rosa like imitates the other characters and goes to a high pitched <laughs> voice, and it, okay, the actress's original voice, everyone gets like, where did that come from? And it's really quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, she she's so cool. I I, I think I, she might be my daughter's favorite um, characters on the show as well. Um, but she, yeah, she she's just I don't know. She she she's really quite the, the polar opposite to um, was it Peralta, right? Is the name of the main main character. Um, mm. and, and I think that he she complements him quite well, at least for what I've seen for the first couple of seasons. Uh, when like he's the the one that's um, absolutely mad and taking like you said taking things not too seriously and she's like quite the opposite of you know quite giving stern looks and and being uber professional about her job and being closed off to everyone where he's quite the opposite he's like you know everything about him like he's an oversharer and she's like mm. you can't you can't you can't know anything about <laughs> what she's going through but again you know she yeah and i funny thing not funny stuff you said like, about her sexuality but um her being so she comes out as as bisexual in season five and but then also she's um, bisexual herself i think that's pretty so what do you, do you know if that that was by um i was gonna say by design but do you think that's something that got integrated into the stories or something they they, they went with as they started developing a character, they, they, sometimes they do, they do this kind of stuff where it's like, well, you know, it would be fun if it was, you know, if that character was. Um, admittedly, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's good that the actress is bisexual, therefore could bring some authenticity into yeah. that experience. I mean, so, I mean, obviously you can get straight or heterosexual people playing gay characters, but I think that sometimes to make you feel more personal and authentic, you need someone who has also gone through something similar in the past. Um, and like I said, someone who's come out of bisexual quite late in life and can always feel comfortable with it in the early stage, find someone who also kind of, there's a few episodes of season five where she's kind of come, because you don't just come out once, you come out to your friends, you come out to your family and seeing her yes, kind of yes. going through that and realising it's like one your friends may accept you, your family might not, and going through that kind of trouble, but also in her, in her very Rosa ways, how she comes out is very unique to Rosa. It's not mm. like, because no, no one comes out in the exact same way, but how <laughs> she says, 
I'm th- I'm this and then she said right you've got 60 seconds to ask questions and that's very <laughs> typical of her no, get it over and done with um so and it's it feels you know it's, it's like I said it's a comedy show but it feels real very grounded and it feels personal to her but also done in a funny way so I think that's why it a lot of people were very happy with this development because it didn't feel cheap or added on it felt like an authentic growth of the character like, like like we say a lot on this on this podcast is like representation is is very important i think that's what i'm asking the question is that you know if if um because it's always you know the, the representation on screen of someone's whether that's a, a you know a personality trait or a character trait or um you know sexual traits like you you always you know it's it's very easy to get somebody to represent you as a, like some, something you can connect with but if sometimes it feels a bit off when it's not also the same trait in in a personal life if you know what i mean like you can have a character on screen that would be you know identified to that guy because xyz but then in real life the guy is completely opposite so that's what i'm asking is like it's it's i think it's a nice thing that both in private life and on screen is to some you know the same person in 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 that aspect Mm. i think that's that's quite a cool um little thing that that, that's happening again representation matters and that's great that you know that people identify with that and they can see the look on screen what i'm going through what i'm feeling the way i'm I'm myself um you know on a day-to-day basis it's also happening on tv and it's not it is fine (laughs) you know a lot of people that can they can relate to that all right cool so that was brooklyn 99 Rosa, yes, we love Rosa. Um, I'm gonna go with my last one, and I think I'm gonna switch it up because I, I, I was gonna talk about um, uh, another video game character, but I, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up, and I'm gonna go with somebody that actually, uh, I think I had a crush on, but uh, because how the way she handles herself in the series, so it's another TV series, um, and it's uh, Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. Have you watched Mad Men? admittedly i have not but i've heard it's oh. really really good so Mad Men Man is awesome it's super slow at time you know it's um how should i describe it i think it's a peer drama american peer drama i think mm-hmm. we will just have to describe it uh and it it's goes the publishing through... world right yes it's it's in the publishing world i think um between i think in the 60s and 70s so it goes through throughout the entire yeah actually throughout the entire 60s and then ends in the early 70s um, so yeah, it's an advertising agency and you've got um, all these powerful men uh, that are obviously in their 40s, around that age, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. So they've gone through, you know, like world wars and, and, and all this stuff. And, you know, they're all, your, your stereotypic, stereotypical men from that, from that era, you know, of like men are the best and, you know, women are like, you know, you'll be, you'll be the secretary, you'll be... Um, you'll be there to serve serve us right just don't mm. just be pretty shut up and do your job you know and be there 24 yeah. 7 for our, our needs needs and wants but then comes in uh <laughs> peggy Olson, who is quite the opposite of that she's uh this very unassuming character that comes in uh, and she's a copywriter in season one so a copywriter is basically just they just spend their entire day on, at, the, at the desk just typing away and uh, writing whatever um their boss male boss is asking of them you know it's like and then they run they also run errands so like, go get me a drink go get me a coffee go get me whatever it is go get flowers for my wife you know um so she comes in she becomes this copywriter but um secretly she wants to be part of the the, the guy's team she wants to be also like one of the head advertiser and she's super talented for it. Like she, you, you see what she does, and then she secretly um, runs. Well, she doesn't run. She suggests a bunch of ideas to other um, more junior uh, writers, and she knows she goes, you know, you should do this. Maybe you should try, try that. And then you know, she starts getting in there. She starts getting noticed by people around her. Like, look, she's really good. And then she has this breakthrough when she's actually hired as um, what's the word? Um, one of the advertisers. Well, advertisers, one of the creative from the, the the advertising agency, and she becomes this really high up. Well, she takes her time to get there because there's a lot of blockage um, on the way to to the the highest position, um, and she gets to it. You know, she she is so she's this badass character in her own way that she's using her brain and her talents, creative talents, to get to the top. Um, but then this it's all of that her own personal stories is set against the background of 
the 60s america's 60s where everything is about you know if you're a man you'll automatically be ahead of women um, but also that was being uh, switched around because obviously the 60s and 70s is when this sort of revolution happened sexual revolution also um um I was going to say mental is not a word, um, you know, attitude revolution in terms of, of how we deal people and how we deal with women in general. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really well portrayed in that, in that series. So, you know, again, if, if, if you don't mind the slow pace, you know, there's some episodes that are really, 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 really slow to get by, but they all lead to something. Mm. Um, Mad is one of the best thing you can actually watch ever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah I, I said I haven't watched the last do... episode, so... <laughs> Uh, I've heard it's really good and I'm also a fan of the actress who plays her, Elizabeth um, Moss because yes. um, I watched Handmaid's Tale and she's really good in that and I also saw The Invisible Man the movie she was in yes, yes. last year and that was also really really good yeah and she's such a good actress as well so it's um, hmm. it's, uh, it, it's it's an easy choice really for me I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it I was like oh, actually of, of you know most of the characters I've picked to recommend was um they, they all have some well let me not like all the people i had on my list the, the, my first um choices were like oh god they're all like um powerful in the way as in like with special powers with special abilities as in you know like marvel characters or you know catwoman <laughs> or um and again it's like well how about somebody that actually anyone could relate with like somebody that's just your your um office person you know, somebody that wants to make it, uh, that wants to better herself and better her future and better her, her personal life by being really good at her job. And that's who she is. That's mm. what she does. Um, and I think that's something that is ultra relatable. You, again, I don't have to be a woman. It's just like, it's just as a personality trait. It's like, but, um, you know, she, she, she is somebody that, um, you know, I, I wish I was a bit more at work, like somebody that will go get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um right so we've got three you've got three i've got three we've got three do you have any more like maybe quick shout outs of of other characters you want to mention um maybe well i'm sure i'm sure you do i've seen your list you've got a bunch of them but yeah we could probably fire up some great uh women all day really i mean <laughs> yeah, um, we could we could we could <laughs> we, we i mean we, we we talked about the uncharted series um mm. off Air, like last year and um i really liked chloe from that series yes um and i really enjoyed playing her as lost, lost legacy um and of course you've got like like other iconic females in video games like lara croft um who was one of the original sort mm-hmm. of like female-led action games um then you've got obviously you know like i said there's a lot of anime that has a lot of fantastic women so obviously um sailor moon i talked about a lot in the last podcast i was in um and also the ghibli films which um jc mentioned most of them are fronted by um female characters and hey mizaki is very much known for having you know he he actually had a very famous quote saying many of my movies have strong female leaves brave self-efficient girls that don't think twice about fighting for what they believe with all their hearts a friend or supporter but never a savior any woman is just as capable as being a hero as any man which i think kind of summarizes it perfectly really so yeah yeah it's like it's like lots of different examples across different mediums if you want a female character to, to look up to really yeah it depends depends where you look you know depends where you uh you know we're looking for there's a bit of everything there's there's a lot to offer at the moment and a lot of great i mean i've got a bunch of them as well but um like the, this especially the last one i've been playing now which is kamala khan um from the the video games marvel's avenger um i don't know if you've picked that up just yet but um it's it's like a marvel's avengers game that came out last year i think on playstation 4 uh, maybe on Xbox, I can't remember, but if that is, but it got a lot of bad press because um, it wasn't really a finished game when it came out, or it was really uh, disappointing to people. Mm. But now they've made a lot of work on it, and at the center of that DLC game, they've released DLC for it recently, haven't they? Yeah, there's a bunch people of DLC, DLC that came out. They, they they they've actually did a PS5 upgrade, so I've downloaded that the other day and played that. It looks really even better now. Um, but uh, at the center of the game is Kamala Khan, and she, she's such a great character. She's very relatable. She's um, she's funny, but she's strong as hell. Um, so it makes it makes one <laughs> one awesome character to play um, to play when there's a, a bunch of stuff blowing up around you, and she'll just get in there and destroy robots and kicks at kick asses. Um, 
so definitely definitely They're making a out. disney plus um there is going to be a disney plus yeah she's going yeah. to be part of the marvel universe i think um i'm actually looking forward to that it's, it's one of those characters that i wasn't really familiar with um a, a few months ago and it's only when i picked up the game i was like actually, yeah she, she she's she's fun you know if it's if the the series is, is going to be um done well enough and i'm sure it will be done well enough because it's a, another marvel product ip you know they'll 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 i'm sure they'll kill it you know and, and this the cgi is going to be awesome i'm sure um but the last two the last two um re- recommendations that I'll, I'll bring to the table will be um aloy from horizon zero dawn so i think she's quite badass um admittedly i still have to finish the game but hey <laughs> i think it's just because i'm, I'm i suck as a, as a player but um in terms of who she is in terms of character design and 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 us following her along the storyline i think she, she's such a great character uh and again along the same lines control uh with the main character jess uh and i know you've not picked that up yet but well you've picked that up but you've not played it yet uh and i can only strongly advise you do because that one also has got a um some badassery going on in there <laughs> and uh she she's definitely i haven't really played control cool. but i uh, but we have but i have done uh, horizon zero dawn so i really really recommend that one as well horizon have you have you completed it you've done that yes the entire thing oh cool I, I need to get back into that one really there's no excuse for me not to uh not to finish this one it's just it's such a great game um i think that's it i think we've got we've we've gone around we could have gone on for another two or three hours because there's so many good great female characters these days in uh, video games in movies in comics in animes uh, but again i'm being very mindful of people not uh, wanting to listen to those two or three hours podcasts so i'm being nice um <laughs> so i'll wrap this very quickly uh thanks again sarah for joining us we'll be having you back soon i guess at some point i'm sure we'll we'll have another topic for us to discuss with uh with you thank you and i really enjoy being back and i hope i kept the mic warm enough for jc when he comes back next week yeah he'll be fine he'll be fine and jc will be back i think this week or next week and he's busy with work you know he's got he's found something cool so uh we'll let him go for a little bit but he'll he'll be back he'll be back um what else do we have to say yes Thank you for everyone who's been listening to us. Uh, we'll uh, uh, appreciate everyone who's hit the, the, the subscribe button recently, uh, either on our YouTube channel or on our Instagram or our Twitter page. Um, if you want to listen to some more and uh, enjoy a few more episodes, in, namely what we recorded with Sarah, which is the the, the anime recommendation we spanned over, what, three episodes uh, together. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you go on to our Apple podcast page or well, everywhere on social media we're there just look up catching up with the nerds we'll be there we are even on linkedin apparently for some reasons we're there so if you're looking for a job don't come knock it out because we don't have any um, <laughs> anyway thank you everyone for listening to us one more time we'll be back very very soon with some more stuff thank you again sarah and we'll uh have you back soon again like i said and that's it from us see you guys in the next one